You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which invites you along on a journey to learn of mindful living, grow in mental health, and inspire through personal growth. In a world where we can often feel much stress and overwhelm, this podcast provides bite-sized tips and real talk conversations, empowering you to embrace mindfulness and nurture your full potential. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping others live life with peace of mind and ease of heart without losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So my friends, the month of October this year left me in such a blur. It says Zoe came in, gave a head nod, and left, leaving a whirlwind of emotions in its path. I almost picture like the Tasmanian devil whirring through space and just leaving destruction through where it's been. Now, don't get me wrong. There has been a lot of great times throughout the month of October this year. There's been birthdays and birth announcements, business wins and life celebrations. But there has also been the reality of grief and war, specifically when we turn on the TV with things happening, not only in our backyards, but absolutely on the other side of the world. And whether or not we can verbalize it, even if we don't pay too much attention to it, these life events do impact our mental health. And of course, for those directly being impacted with family living in these areas where there are wars, it's unshakable and incredibly difficult. Big things like war and conflicts can of course impact our physical and emotional safety. And while this is very real and has obvious tumultuous outcomes and consequences, everyday struggles we also experience can have just as a tremendous impact. Because when we turn on the news, we often hear of the violence happening outside of our homes and maybe in our communities, but now it's on a more global scale and it's ongoing. But it's far less often that we hear violence happening within our own homes. It's just typically not publicized. And this is less spoken about because it is a heavy topic, which can obviously be difficult to discuss as it weighs really heavy in our hearts and in our minds. But starting the conversation is a very first step to challenging the stigma and making space for much healthier and physically and emotionally safer environments. In the U.S., October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and the majority of folks maybe don't have firsthand experience with this topic, but it is important for all of us to learn ways to recognize these patterns of trauma so that we can support those who do experience domestic abuse. Domestic violence can also be called domestic abuse or intimate partner violence, and it can be defined as a pattern of behavior in any relationship that is used to gain or to maintain power and control over another intimate partner. Abuse can be physical, but it can also be sexual, emotional, economic, and it has big psychological impacts. And yes, it's heavy to talk about this topic, even to discuss it and especially to hear these stories. But it is important for us to hold space for these stories as the survivors and their stories do matter. 
when we encourage our communities to break the silence and to speak out when things are experienced, we show a lot of things. We show the resilience of these individuals. We stress the importance of talking about the culture of silence with matters like this. And then we also pave the way for victims to feel seen and to feel heard because everyone is worthy of being loved, represented, and valued. And when we share one voice on topics like this, we then inspire others to share their story too, because we truly don't know who may be silent just for fear of speaking up, or maybe for fear of feeling tied down by false narratives and other components that often come along with the stigma that includes shame and fear and oftentimes vulnerability and loneliness. Whether someone has a similar story or simply wants to support, when we gather collectively to hear these stories and to offer the support, we realize how important a positive environment is to help victims break free from their experiences and find light and hopefully inspiration. And it can be confusing to navigate ways to show support because if you're ever on the listening end, you may think to yourself, Am I saying the wrong thing? Did I miss the signs? What could I do better? What could I do differently? When we feel emotional distress or guilt, we have to remember, though, to be kind to ourselves, whether we're on the listening end or whether on the receiving end of this domestic abuse. We must be open to learning a lot of different things, beginning on what some of the signs are, especially because the signs may not always be the obvious. So it's tough because we don't want to beat ourselves up for missing these signs, whether it's in our own relationships or the relationships of others, but we do want to be knowledgeable because these signs can include accusations, criticisms, gaslighting, physical, sexual, aggressive, or controlling behavior, and toxic habits. There are also signs in those that may be being abused, like personality changes, excuses for the abuse, physical changes, loss of sleep, low self-esteem. And during these difficult times and realizations, learning how we can offer some foundational support by addressing it in the workplace or addressing it in schools for those who are older, because yes, it does happen to even teens. When we take part in educational programs or workshops, these things are the key to help others feel supported. Because then we can create environments where people can find support to talk about it and then perhaps to leave. And that can lead to much healthier and happier lives. And then there's always that extra step, right? The step of donating, of doing some research, of, like we mentioned, learning to identify signs or or ways to improve, whether it be in others or even in ourselves, if we think it's applicable and if we want to do better. Awareness is one of these first steps. To support this cause, we can also empower each other so that we can see our experiences and not just our weaknesses. You know, our brains are, are tuned into looking for the negative, right? Of looking for the weakness, of looking for what's wrong. But we need to learn how to make these mind shifts and learn to look for our experiences, our things that we can learn from, our things that are going to help us up. And this can include art, music, books. These are great ways that can lead to healing, to discovery, and to connection with others. 
When we support each other through a means of creativity, we can then see things outside of our own perspective and offer helping hands without even realizing it. Also, empowering others. Empowerment can come from things that we do to heal, whether we do things for others or do things for ourselves, like self-care, self-love, using affirmations. Our traumas, especially when we experience domestic abuse or domestic violence for ourselves, our traumas carry weight. It's heavy, unbelievably heavy. And when we do the things that soften our hearts and lighten our burdens, we can then begin to move toward a journey of growth. And we can recognize the success stories. And that's why it's so important to give this topic, this platform a voice. Because when we hear leaders, bosses, proud partners, mothers who have risen above their traumas and experiences and who showcase how they have already reclaimed their lives or how they're working to do so, this really shines lights on their identities, on their perseverance and resilience, on the modes and methods that they use to get out of these types of situations. And then this could be used to inspire others. And of course, there is that professional help too, whether it be seeing a therapist or searching out for support groups. There's so many resources out there that can help those who have undergone these traumatic experiences. According to the National Coalition of Domestic Violence, one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. And if from historically marginalized or underserved communities, and this includes people of color, immigrants and refugees, folks of the LGBTQ plus community, and people with disabilities, these folks face additional barriers, especially when trying to access safety, services, and justices. When we understand all of these things, we can then really sharpen the vision for our role in changing the system so that we can start to make effective change. Because we all have a place, a story, a battle, a journey. And when we challenge stereotypes and stigmas, we truly can make a difference. So my friends, at the end of every podcast episode, I always lead you on a guided meditation. Have you ever thought, am I doing this right? Is this how it really gets done? I personally use something that tells me if I am actually in a meditative state and that thing is called news. The headband is equipped with monitors that read your heart rate, your brain waves, tells you exactly when you're in an active, neutral, or calm state. It's super easy to use. You turn it on, you place it on your head, and you link it to the app. And the app has a ton of guided meditations that you can choose from. Not only do I use it on my own, but I also use it with clients as young as five years old. By using the Muse, you get all of the benefits that meditation gives you, like feeling calmer and more relaxed, having more focus and clarity, being better able to handle stress and being more in tuned with your emotions, but you're also going to to have that biofeedback in your hands that tells you if you're actually doing it right. And what I love the most is that it really helps you with your sleep. You can get the Muse for your own home at a discounted rate by turning to the link in the show notes below. I hope it's as great for you as it is for me. So my friends, this topic is one that we haven't covered before. And yes, it is more on the serious end. 
pillars of the Free to Be Mindful podcast include mindful living, mental health, and personal growth. And whether this has been our personal truth in our present or in our past, or perhaps we know someone who has undergone tumultuous relationships, or maybe we don't know anybody at all. Regardless of this, knowing this information and becoming more educated on this, we all feed our personal growth when we continue to learn about how this impacts our neighborhoods and our global communities. And with that learning, it is my personal hope that we grow as empathetic humans and that then we use that growth to inspire others to do the same. I thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, if you know someone or if you yourself need help with this topic, you can always call or text the crisis hotline at any time, any day at 988. Or you can contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. I now invite you to join me on this short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I invite you to take a breath in and exhale that breath slowly. Allow yourself to feel where this message has landed and check in with your body and allow yourself to release any tension you might be holding from what you just heard on the podcast today. With each breath, imagine a sense of calmness washing over you. And with your next inhale in, I invite you to think of someone who perhaps has gone through a hard relationship. Whether it was considered domestic violence, domestic abuse, or whether they just had a really challenging time in the relationship, or a really challenging breakup, separation, divorce, Consider this person's experiences. Consider the challenges they underwent. And envision, if only just for this moment, the complexity of their lives, not only of their struggles, but also their joys and just their humanity. Recognize the shared human experience that connects us all. We all feel happiness, pain, love, fear to different intensities in different ways and in different situations. But the underlying thing of it all is that we all desire understanding and compassion, regardless of what corner of the world we live in. Take a moment to extend feelings of warmth and kindness from your heart to maybe not just the two individuals you thought of today, but to all who may be suffering in any parts of the world, sending them thoughts of empathy, kindness, understanding, and support. I myself also wish the same for you, and I hope that you can extend those feelings of kindness, empathy, understanding, and support toward yourself too. Remember that you can take the time at any point in your life to engage in a mindful moment. Because remember in a world where we are free to be anything that we wanna be, 
we are always free to be mindful. Have a great week.